The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that yesterday was like ranked way too highly in the podcast rank. Guys, like I look, thank you, really and truly. Yeah, we've done this show now 586 times, yep. and we appreciate that. But we're not better than a lot of the podcasts we were ranked higher than yesterday. I screenshot. Doesn't, doesn't mean I don't want to be ranked higher than them. We were we were we were higher than shut down full cast yesterday for a hot minute, which is a decidedly better podcast than this. It's true. Keep listening to this one, but maybe like cool just I'm kidding. Please go rate and rate and review us. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, really and truly. Uh, whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or you're watching us on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there. It's a tough day for birthdays, oh, no. uh, but we're going to go with Urban Meyer. Sure. Who's 54 today. You okay. could go with Urban Meyer or you could go with Jessica Simpson or Nikola Tesla, who invented the Tesla car. Tesla, come on. Let's go. Nikola Tesla, of course. Who uh, invented the Tesla car? Yes, obviously. Well, we all know that. Uh, today is Tuesday, June tenth, two thousand eighteen. I'm sorry, July tenth, two thousand eighteen. Sure. It's, been, it's all a blur, it's been man. Uh, when you do a show like throughout the summer, throughout like the worst like off parts of the off season, all the months run together. One hundred thirty-five days until Thanksgiving. Episode five eighty-six. Five eighty-six. John Kennedy's at bats as a uh, Washington senator. From 1962 to 1964. Um, that's weird. So he had he was playing baseball for Washington during while John Kennedy was in office. Office. It's a little weird. It's weird. So he was like the second most notable, like by John far, Kennedy. John yeah. Kennedy in Washington. True. On today's show, guys, uh, we are going to. Uh, we've had a moment around here. Uh, we are we've, we're working on the website, and I'll get into kind of the whole specifics of it. But basically, yeah. there have been a number of times throughout the last week that we've gone, huh? Yeah, they have a yeah. title. Yeah, uh, teams that we forget have state championships. Yeah, we're going to run through those. This one's my fault, and I'll explain it when we get to we it. We will get to it, but it's yeah. it's it's worth your time because there were definitely some that that I like I knew like because I've definitely typed their name before as right. a state champion, but then it hit me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get into yeah. that. In the back half of the show, we've got some player interviews from State 7 on 7, uh, including Jared Wiley from Temple, a helmet right behind Max, courtesy of Coach Scott Stewart. Wait, this way. There you go. That's a game. That's a state championship game use There you helmet. go. Thank you, Coach Stewart. Going up on the new swag trying when we move offices. Um, and then um, Darius Snow, the highly touted uh, safety prospect from Hebron. We will hear from yeah. both of those gentlemen coming up here at the back half of the show. We have a lot of college helmets. There is... Yeah, they're over here. You can't. There, there are is at least one, if not two, helmets for every Texas college team in this office in general. Mm-hmm. One for every team in this studio. High school teams. We have a we have a handful. We have Bernie Champion. We have Temple now. We have, we have San Antonio uh, Denton, Southwest. Denton Geyer. 
Which San, San Antonio, Antonio Southwest. I'm looking over here. We have here. Brenham out front. Yeah. We have more. We are always we have a, here uh, for it. Do we have Cy Ranch? Is that who we have? Yeah, it's Cy Ranch. I think it's Cy Ranch. It's not yeah. Cy Fair because no, it would have the body. It's the yeah. CR. Yeah, it's, it's CR. CR. Cy Ranch. Yeah, it's so we are we are oh, moving. Argyle. Yeah, yeah, Argyle. Me. We are moving um, offices here in about a. You know, we'll be in our new studio in about a month, right? That's about fair. Yeah. Well, when you get, we'll be there, but you're going. You're leaving the country. The studio will be functioning. I don't think our uh, viewers are going to see it until called August tenth. No, I won't even be back then. August fifteenth. I'll be back the fourteenth. I doubt that it'll be ready the 15th. I would say it's the week after, right? Okay, the August so like 20th the week before, is probably... The week before the week before the season. Yeah, two weeks before, before the season kicks off. August 20th is probably so, the first time you will see us do a show in the new studio. This is a perfect segue. So, when we go down to THSCA Coaching School and Convention, one thing we're going to ask from coaches is stuff for the Swag Shrine because we're going to have a lot yeah. more real estate that yeah. we can... And we'll have a lot more ways to show it. So, yeah. we're excited about that. Which transitions into another thing about uh, when we go to we THSCA go. Coaching yeah. School and Convention in that's next weekend. That's not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, it's, we leave a weekend from Sat or a week from Saturday. Saturday. Excuse me. Uh, we'll be down there in San Antonio for THSCA Coaching School and Convention doing interviews. The show will be off the air, but we'll have uh, we'll be doing a bunch of stuff. You can pay attention to our social media down there. We're excited to see coaches. One of the great things we do down there is where we get a bunch of coach interviews. Whenever a bunch of coaches are in the same place, we like to talk to them. Yeah. So this is like the best opportunity to talk with coaches. They're still a little bit relaxed, but they're thinking about football. It's perfect. One thing we will have this year, proudly sponsored by Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes. DickSportingGoods.com. We're going to bring back, it swept the nation last year, and it's going to do it again. It's the question wheel. Yeah. We got the question wheel down there where they yep. spin the wheel of questions, and um, and they have to answer whatever it lands on. And these are not... Hard-hitting questions, no. guys. This is not like, tell me about your childhood, yeah. you know, or anything like that, or like, which coach do you hate the most? Yeah. Things like that. What we're talking about is questions like, what's your go-to order at a Mexican food restaurant? Right. Um, where, of course, the, the classic, I think the question we're most known for yeah. is, if I'm coming to your town, where should I eat? Yes. Um, things like that. We've got a good list, okay? But you guys are smart. Yeah. And we're going to open it up to the wisdom of the crowd. We want, we want fun, silly, relevant, doesn't matter. Fun fun questions for the question wheel, for the Dick's yeah. Sporting Goods question we're gonna wheel. We're going to spin the Dick's Sporting Goods question wheel at uh, coaching school, and we need your help. We need your help. So if you have a question, leave them in the comments on Facebook or tweet them to me at Tepper, uh, and we will compile a list, and we will uh, – th- I'd love to have – wait. there are 14 slots on the question wheel. I'd yeah. love to have 50 so that right. we can – like if we ask one, we can wipe it off and, and put on another one. You oh, for I mean? sure. Yeah. I'd love to have too many questions. Yeah. So if you've got one – let us know in the Facebook comments or a fun question you'd like to ask any yeah. coach. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's can't, don't make it like super specific to your to like per, parts of the school your school or something. Yeah, but check my that. favorite they are the my favorite ones actually end up being less absurd and more about football. I think my favorite one last year was uh, what's the craziest play you ever called that worked? Yeah. That's one of my favorites because the guys know. Yeah, they can they tell you right away the situation, wh- how it worked, why it worked. And one, it's, qu- it's always fun. One question I think that's going to be on the wheel this year is: uh, give yourself a scouting report as a high school football player. Yeah. So yeah. you know we'll hear about you know that. So yeah. if you got questions like that, semi relevant to high school football, yeah. let us know in the comments yeah. and we'll put them in a big list. 
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, this is going to be a bit of a weird segment, and, and uh, I... The more I've thought about it, the more I worry that people are going to be insulted. And and and, and we're not so, yeah. we're not meaning this to be insulting. No. Here's the premise. The premise is right now uh, we are getting very close to launching a very cool new feature uh, on TexasFootball.com. I think we can tell people we're launching team pages. Your, your team will have a home page on TexasFootball.com. If you're a Katie Tiger fan, if you're a Mahia Black Cat fan, mm-hmm. you'll have a team page. And we wanted yeah. to have some historical info there. To go with, hopefully, in the future schedules. Uh, if you're a subscriber, you'll be able to see your team's capsule and mug shots mm-hmm. there. If the coaches submitted all that stuff, um, you'll be able. To, that's where you'll be able to see, for example, um, eventually when we get there, computer projections. Computer every, projections everyone, for every game. For every game. Um, any articles related to the team will have been tagged, so it'll mm-hmm. all be grouped for you in one place. It's going to be really cool. So you'll be able to bookmark teams, and if you log in every day, you'll have a little drop-down menu. You can immediately go to your team's page and kind of see what's going on with them, what we've been talking about with them on the yeah. site. Yeah. So we're really excited about it. And one of the things that we've been working on, and probably the reason that I mistook July for June, is, <laughs> is that we've been working on the historical data. And the historical data for each team is going to include how many playoff appearances they've had, how many state title game appearances yep. they've had, and how many state championships yep. they have. And look, there are some teams that you just know off the top of your head. Katie has eight state championships. Yep. Uh, you know, Allen has five state championships, five or six. Yeah. You know off the top of your head, like yeah. I said. Right. Um, you know, and we also know that there are some teams that don't. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, like, we just know when we think of a team, we go, oh, yeah, they don't have a state championship. We yeah, then their historical powers, you know, Brownwood has a buttload of state yes. championships. You know, Sealy has a lot of state championships. Like, these are Waco things High, you know. yeah. When you hear about it, you go, oh, I know that. Wichita Falls, right? Mm-hmm. People don't think about that, but Wichita Falls has a ton of state championships. Yes. Abilene, these are teams that you know historically had a run. Correct. And and still have some, some prominence in the state. And a lot of these teams still do too, but it was just one of those. It started with me. I started going through each of the 4A and 5A teams, which is what I was in charge mm-hmm. of on, the, on this update, and going, huh, I didn't know they had a state championship. And I immediately – actually, it, it's not a – I don't think it's a slight on these teams. I thought more of the program. Because for me, being a history nut, oh, well, this team, ha- this te- this program has a little bit more prestige than I realized off the top of my head. Right. It's it's there are now so many state championships, and, and we're now over the course of a hundred years in, in UIL history. Um, that there's going to be some that that whenever they pop up, you go, oh yeah, yeah, huh. Yeah. They do have a state championship. And, and Matt McSpadden's point, he's like, hey, Odessa High has a state championship. Yes, Hayden Fry was the quarterback, which mm-hmm. is a deep cut. But we knew that. Because yeah. it's just not – it's Odessa, yeah. right? Like, I know that Permian but, is still the, the headlines over the years. Yeah, but like Permian's but, got six, but, but – per, But it's West Texas football, man. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, so – I and, and it did happen to me last night. I'll tell you which one it was. Yeah. And you're going to be like, wow, how did you not know that? Yeah. Because for other reasons. Is this the last one on the list? Yeah. Okay. Florida Mount Marcus. Yeah. Every time – And it like, wasn't that long ago. It was 97. Yeah. And every time I think about that, like every time I'm, I'm yeah. just kind of thinking like, okay, well, you know, you think about DFW Powers, you know, with state championships. Uh, you know, DeSoto won a state championship. And, and of course, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know, Duncanville has a title in 1998. Right. But the, the year before, it was, it was Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> Sarma Marcus right. has a state championship. Yeah. And yeah. and that, that, like, hit me like, wow, I guess, I guess that's right. And so yeah. you made a list. I made a list of all the teams that I was like, huh. 
And I wrote and and I did this after the fact for you. Mm-hmm. I, I in the graphics here, I have what year they won it. Yeah, for some context. So here's the other. Th- so so one thing, for example, is that like. So I'm I'm 32 years old, and I really didn't start getting into high school football until like I was about 19, okay, yeah. 19 or 20. Uh, I played it, and then you know, but I I was so consumed with what I was doing. Basically, I was an idiot teenager. But now, you know, it takes time to catch up. And so when this does happen, you're just like, oh wow, that's kind of interesting. So for the first one on this list is Uvalde. Yes, Uvalde won a title back in 1972. Correct. Before our time, before either of us were born. Yeah. And I think we think of Uvalde as that, like, they're a good team from South yeah. Texas that, like... Solid program. Makes, makes Every year, you can pencil them into about second or third round of the playoffs. Yeah. They run into a San Antonio team, or they run into right. uh, an Austin team, maybe, sure. and, and it's over. You know? That, that's kind of like... But no, 1972, uh, Uvalde brought home a title. Yeah. Another one you had on the left side, that, that definitely... This one was, like, way up caught, there for that me. That caught me. Greenville. Greenville. Now, this one, I think, is a, is a, we have a valid excuse. It's a long time ago. 1933 yeah. is when Greenville took I believe the they beat, like, Dallas Tech or something like that. It was a weird school that, like, doesn't, like, the name doesn't exist yeah, anymore. That, yeah, there's yeah. there's a number of those. Like, when I was writing that story about Marathon, yeah. um, that was that was one It's like, because the program doesn't exist anymore, right. uh, you think, oh, um, yeah, Greenville beat... Uh, yeah, Dallas Tech. Dallas Tech. They beat, yeah. they beat old Dallas Tech, 21 yeah. to nothing in 1933. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Another one. Dumas. They got two. Dumas has two titles. They went back-to-back. And here's what's so fascinating about them is, so Dumas goes back-to-back in 61 and 62, right? The infancy of, of Dave yeah. Campbell's Texas football. The teams they beat, they beat Nederland in 61. Okay, I can see that. Nederland's yeah. a good program. Yeah. In 62, they beat Far. Yeah. As in PSJA, as yeah. in Far San Juan, Alabama, yeah. down there. When, before yeah. they consolidated the school district. So Dumas has two titles back-to-back. Another one you have on there, Bridge City. The Cardinals. Bridge City. Like We know that whole area now for its West Orange Stark territory. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Golden Triangle area, that's West Orange Stark land. But Bridge City, 1966. Bridge City, 1966. Uh, they, they actually went back-to-back in 65. They lost to Brownwood, which was just a thing that people yeah. did, yeah. was they lose to Brownwood. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Bridge City has a title in 66. Uh, Iowa Park. We yes. were in, you know, we were in Iowa Park uh, just this, this year. Uh, they went to back-to-back title games. Uh, they beat Klein in 1969. Yeah. Think about that. Iowa Park and Klein, same division back then. In, in, 19, in, in 1969. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then they actually uh, they tied Refurio, but then lost on, I believe, Penetration. Yeah, I think so. In, in, 19, yeah. in 1970. Uh, so, yeah, Iowa Park's got two, yeah. or two, two title appearances and a title. Yeah. Um, Lorena. Right? Another appearance by Refurio, by the way. Lorena yeah. beat Refurio 8-7 to seven in 1987. <laughs> um. And hold on, because we also have this. I can look up their bracket. So on the way, Lorena beat Pottsboro, Eastland. Who did they beat in the first round? Uh, Jewett Leon. Yeah. Uh, they beat Pilot Point, which was a big deal back then. They beat New Deal in the semifinal. Yeah. Um, very interesting, yeah. Lorena has a title. Yeah. Uh, another one. Another Central Texas one. Mejia. Yeah. Mejia went in 1949 and lost to Littlefield, yeah. and then they went back in 50 years later, yeah. in 19 or 40 years later, in 1989, yeah. and they beat Vernon 22 yeah. to 21 to win a 3A title. Vernon in its heyday, by the way. Vernon was yeah. cooking. Vernon yeah. was cooking. Wharton has a title. Wharton is another team that you always think like, oh, they're a good, good program. program. Good, good program. program. Yeah. 
Probably they're probably you know if you were to make a list of teams without a title, it'd be them. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they, they beat one. they beat Kermit in 1950 yeah. to win a title. Uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> that just that one definitely caught me. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of yeah. interesting. You know, here's another team that we talk about every year as being very good. And we want them to yeah. get over the hump. Yeah. The reason we want them to get over the hump apparently is because they've been there before. Giddings, 1951, they beat Newcastle, who plays six man ball now. Yeah. Uh, in 1951, Giddings has a title. Uh, another one, and then the finally... Brady Keen special. The, the Brady Keen uh, special. And the most recent one. Bandera. Is the, Bandera. I think Bandera is the one people forget, like, in, yeah. in this decade. Yeah. Well, um, not even this decade. Or this, this century. century. Yeah. They, uh, that was that two-overtime game with Midland Greenwood, 27-24. Um, and so I'm wondering, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, which team won a title this year that 40 years from now people may be like, oh, because and you know who I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Scyther, and here's Scyther. why. Okay, because Scyther fits perfectly into that that team uh, that like Uvalde right. category yeah, where they're, they're always, always good. they're always good, yeah. but you could actually be like, yeah, I could see like them running into other Houston area teams yeah. and stuff. Their like Their district's that. so tough alone. Exa- well, their yeah. district's so tough, and because it's divided so many yeah. times, yeah, I think it might be them. Uh, that like a few years. Ago. I don't know. I always think I. I don't. Th- I actually. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I always think the interesting case here are teams that are new go on a state title mm. run, but as the area around them expands, it gets tougher. So you're thinking College Station. Yeah, maybe right. Maybe college like, Station. Maybe College Station. But I almost almost look at it like Spring to Caney. Yeah, perfect. Right, like, where they had that they had one transcendent player. Right. right, and and the area around them is only getting bigger. The mm-hmm. schools are only going to expand more. It's going to be tougher and tougher for them to make it back. And you never know how those dem- demographics are going to shift. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the situations where I'd be like, maybe those are the teams. Yeah. that 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 will look back on later that that was their one title. But then again, we're here to give you motivation to say that you can win another one. Right, and know? and what's that? That's very very interesting. And um, I don't know. It's it's it's. It's a remarkable list, and it's like if you if you look through it, there's just a few that you go, oh, oh wow. And here's the thing: all those people in those towns are like, yeah, duh. I know. Of course we do. Well, but even then, but you wonder if the kids know. Yeah, you know, I think that's the interesting thing. We talk to coaches about that all the time. Well, was, interesting yeah. moment that I had this summer for for the magazine talking for the three A preview was talking to Coach Nicholson at Goliad, and just how unaware his his kids were of the, like how how good they were. Number one and number two their sort of place in, in the uh, hierarchy in 3A and how much higher they were than they realized and the history that they kind of had to build on. And mm-hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people who watch our show know the history of their programs. I think a lot of coaches do too. But uh, it's a lot of these teenagers who maybe don't realize that that there's a little bit more prestige associated with their program than they might they might they well, might have known. Well, and I think you're you're exactly right, and especially when that title's back in like the '60s. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, it just feels like so long ago. It feels like this isn't even the same school anymore, right. and things like that. But yeah. like, but then there are other programs where it's like, no, I, I think if you are the, you have to have more than one. Right. Right. Um, so like Brownwood. Brownwood yeah. hasn't won a title since. Um, when's the last time they won a title? Um, well, 1981. Okay, they haven't won yeah. a title since 1981. Yeah. But it's Brownwood. It's Brownwood, yeah. and you like you you go playing Gordonwood Stadium every single day. Yeah. And every coach arrives with a bunch of pressure. That's exactly yeah. right. So it's just so interesting, and, and, and just the way these, uh, uh, not even narratives, but just like these like personalities of these programs yeah. uh, kind of fit together is really interesting. And it sort of builds on this. Is one of my. Uh, 
kind of fun ideas for the site that I've kicked around for a while. And I'm kind of curious, I want to throw this out to some of our more experienced and uh, knowledgeable listeners and viewers. We have always kind of fiddled with the idea of assigning sort of a prestige ranking to every program based yeah. on playoff appearances, title appearances, and title victories, and what that would look like, what that formula would be, and what that would look like, and sort of designating it on our own site. And I'm kind of curious for feedback from our from our viewers and from our listeners, uh, if they if they have anything on that and if they think that would be fun or if it would yeah. be interesting or if it would be a bad idea. Kind of like the heat know. check, you know what I mean, yeah. where you came up with like a formula. Yeah, for sure. You can always, but if you are, these are the things I always tinker with with the site. You can email me, max.thompson at texasfootball.com. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on, on that sort of system and what you guys think about it. So there you go. And if you got one that you that you like when you look through the history books, you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Right. Let's know in the comments. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter, at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, while we are at State 7 on 7, caught up with a number of uh, the stars of State 7 on 7, one of them. Uh, tight end slash quarterback, you heard that right, Jared Wiley of Temple. Uh, Jared Wiley is committed to Texas. He is a huge, huge person. He talked with Matt Stepp, <laughs> and Matt Stepp is a big guy. Yeah. And he made Matt Stepp look like a shrimp. That's true. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Temple tight end slash quarterback Jared Wiley here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Adidas Texas 7-on-7 Seven Seven State Championships here with the quarterback of the Temple Wildcats and University of Texas commit, Jared Wiley. Uh, Jared, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us today. Thanks for having me. All right, now, uh, people know you as a tight end. You're being recruited as, as a tight end. Longhorn fans, I'm sure, are really excited to uh, have you uh, as a commitment. But you're playing quarterback for your Wildcats out here in 7-on-7 seven seven in the fall. Uh, it's a little bit of a transition. How do you think playing quarterback in high school is going to help you uh, when you move to tight end at the next level? Um, for the next level, it's really just going to help me, you know, learn the defense, uh, you know, like learn what coverages they're rolling to, um, know where everybody's supposed to be. Um, it helps a lot with my memory, too, uh, you know, just from memorizing, like, um, you know, the routes I need to run, what specific play and, you know, all that. You got to know, as a quarterback, you have to know what every position is going to do. You don't Friday that. You got you to gotta know how your, your linemen are going to block for you and everything, right? So it's got to be really, really uh, helpful as you move to the next level, right? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, like I said, just expanding my, you know, memory and everything. Um, just knowing, you know, even though I'm going to be playing tight end, I'm, I'm still going to learn, you know, everything that goes around in the whole offense. All right, now uh, we know 7 all 7 is not real football. The big boys aren't out here, and everybody loves the offensive linemen. So it's, they're not out here now, but the pads will come on soon enough. But there are some things that can, I'm sure can help uh, when you get to a Friday night in real football. What are some things from your, your perspective uh, as far as playing 7-on-7, seven seven, qualifying for the state tournament, and getting those extra reps that are going to help when it gets to Friday night? Um, the big thing with us is just discipline. Uh, you know, defense, you can't put your hands on them you know, as much as you'd like to. No, Not as much contact, but... Uh, it just teaches discipline within your secondary. Um, and offensive-wise, I mean, it's just the quarterback getting to learn his receivers. Um, <laughs> I love you a lot, Jerry. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, getting to learn your receivers, um, getting people like him the ball that are usually in the backfield, just getting it, you know, just me handing it off to him. But, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, a bunch of, you know, just gelling as a team. All right, now uh, 
realignments come. You guys moved up to Class 6A. We know the district's going to be tough, but you guys have been a, a great program, and in Class 5A, Class 6A hasn't mattered throughout the uh, throughout the years. A lot of tradition in Temple. We all know that. Um, but some people are kind of writing y'all off a little bit and saying, oh, the Wildcats won't be able to handle the jump to 6A. Uh, do y'all use that kind of talk as motivation? Because I know you guys feel like you can compete no matter what class, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they do it every year. They, they put Temple low. I don't know why they do it, but, um, you know, they sleep on us. Keep sleeping, though. Uh, because, you know, that that's kind of our little saying, you know, prove them wrong. Blue front, white back magic, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, now final question for you. Now we're out here in the college station. You guys are on a road trip. Uh, I know when I was in high school, I loved to uh, to hit the buffet up at a time or two and go to Golden Crowd, go to CC's, do all that kind of thing. Uh, maybe you guys are hitting the buffet tonight, so when you go out to eat, who, who's the biggest eater amongst the seven-on-seven team? Who, who can put down the most uh, most most food in the group? Uh, it's definitely our middle linebacker, Chris Hooper. Uh, you know, we'll, everybody will still be on their first, second plate. He's already going for third or fourth, and uh, – you know, he, he's a funny guy. Um, he weighs about 210, 6'1", six, six, 210. Not that big, is he? Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's it's a bottomless pit, though. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? So you can say when, when y'all order pizza, he gets a whole pizza to himself, right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> with some cheese bread and everything else. There you go. Well, good luck today. Enjoy uh, hanging out with your teammates, and uh, good luck in 2018 when the pads come on. Thank you. Thank you. Great. There he is, Jared Wiley. He's going to play quarterback for Tech for Temple this year. <clears throat> yeah. Talking messed up. Um, <clears throat> are, are you okay? Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fine. Okay. Everyone, uh, you know, I talked with Scott Stewart while I was down there in Temple yeah. doing the the KCN thing, and um, he basically told me he's like, he's like, look, he's our best quarterback. Yeah. So we're going to play him at quarterback. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I I think that he's looking at it, he's trying to think like, is there a way that I can get him out there because he's such a receiving threat? Right. Um, I think he just thinks that the way that they can best utilize him is. Behind center. I haven't watched him. I mean, and it's not like we said; it's not real football. It's just seven on seven. I mean, for a guy who isn't a quarterback, pretty good. Looks like a quarterback. Yeah, exactly pretty good. Right. Just so, really tall. But he, t- uh, uh, Coach Stewart said, no. He's. I mean, he's a tight end in college. He's like, a tight end, most definitely. For sure. But he's yeah. going to play quarterback for us anyway. There's Jared Wiley. Another guy Matt Sepp caught up with is a 2020 recruit guy. You need to know Darius Snow. Uh, you're never going to believe this, but uh, Hebron's got another big-time prospect. It's weird. weird. Defensive back, too. Oh, it's crazy. Man. I can't name one time that's ever happened. Um, <laughs> here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Hebron defensive back Darius Snow here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Adidas Texas 7-on-7 State Championships. Here with Hebron safety Darius Snow as the Hawks get ready to open 7-on-7 State Tournament play against the Katy Tigers. Darius, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Uh, no problem. Got to. Got to. All right, guys. Uh, Seven on seven, you know it does help on Friday night, uh, but it's not real football. We know that uh, you can't, you can't, can't, you can't be. You gotta be. You're a defensive player, so you gotta be nice to the offensive guys out here. Does that get a little frustrating? I mean, but I, I guess it would help a little bit because you, can, you have to use your feet. But I know you guys want to get a little more aggressive, right? Well, uh, obviously, I'm a big physical guy, and I definitely use that in terms of real football in the past. But you know, out here, especially in school, seven on seven, you can't be as physical. And it's really designated for the offensive line, like you said. But it also helps the defense. So, I mean, one thing that every good DB has always said is quick feet, uh, slow feet don't eat. Yeah. So, you know, you got to get your feet work right, footwork right. And then uh, that's really what I'm trying to do, trying to get my feet right. And really my technique, this is more of a technical thing when you come and play 707. So I guess uh, if you feel like if you can get your technique down, use your hips, use your feet, when you can put the pads on, you actually get your hands on, guys, it makes you a lot better, right? Exactly. And then also in pads, you're going to also come across against you <coughs> you're also gonna come across those physical guys and those guys that can really match you in terms of strength. So you're gonna have to out you're gonna have to outlast or beat them somehow. And uh, really uh, I'm trying to be the 
all-around type DB. You know, obviously I'm a big physical guy, but I'm trying to be uh, as technical as some others. And I guess on the, on the Friday night, you know, all the spread offenses, I mean, guys are in three and four wide. You're going to have to get in the slot and kind of match up with those little smaller, quicker slot receivers. So being able to use your feet and have those quick feet is going to be big for you on Friday night, right? Exactly. Uh, a lot of those guys really, especially in 6A Texas football, you get a lot of those guys that are not as tall, you know. Uh, they'll move them inside and play slot. And as much as I guard tight end, I'll also guard the slot just around just as much. So I got to be able to read read hips, but at the same time, I got to be able to anticipate because a lot of those guys are faster, but you have to put your strengths instead of theirs. So um, that definitely helps a lot. All right, now on Friday night, uh, I know you guys made the playoffs last year. You lost in the first round. I know the expectations are high in Hebron. and you guys want to make a run. What do you think uh, on Friday night you guys need to do? Is, you know, I know the offseason's off been tough. What have the coaches been talking to you all about, about trying to take that next step as a program? We're younger. We're younger. So a lot of our senior leadership has went on to college. We had several guys that went D1, uh, several guys that went to college in total. So we lost our starting quarterback going to Houston. Uh, we got a new guy coming up. He's a, he's a migrate. He'll be a junior. Carson Harris. He can lead the lead the reins. Uh, we got Trajan Bridges, a wide receiver, very talented. Obviously, as accomplished as anybody, um, leading the offense. I mean, defensively, we only have a couple of returning starters. So I mean, last year it was my first year playing. So I got I had was more of the learner, and uh, now I've got to be more of the teacher. And it just flips just like that. That's how football works. So. I'm just trying to go out there and lead, you know, be the best me and try to make my teammates better. I guess uh, going up against guys like Trajan in practice makes you makes you a lot better as well, right? Exactly. It makes us both better. Uh, competition makes everybody better. All right. Now, uh, final question for you. Uh, you guys are out on the road. going to be staying in the hotel tonight. Get, and afterwards, you're going to be hungry. Uh, when you all go out to eat, who are the biggest eaters on the team? Who, who are the guys that you got to make sure you get your food first because those guys are going to take three or four plates? Uh, well, you know, a lot of us like that, but uh, probably probably me or a right. uh, running back, Jalen, a lot. So when uh, when when it's time to order pizza, are they, are they ordering just one pizza just just for you? Because I mean, can you put away a whole pizza? No, I've stopped doing that. I used to. Okay. I stopped doing that, but uh, no. Nah. Trying to watch the figure for the ladies, right? <laughs> of course, there of you course. Go. All right. Congr- uh, congrats, all the success on the recruiting trail. Good luck in 2018, and good luck today. Yes, sir. Thank you very there much. There is Darius Snow, defensive back. For Hebron, yet another star for, Funny guy. for Hebron. Funny guy. Appreciate yeah. him catching up at the State 7-on-7 seven seven tournament with Matt Stepp. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's Favorite Segment, Final Thoughts. Yeah, it we've, is America's we've Favorite We've polled segment. America. Yeah. They've spoken. Aaron Horn was asking, what, uh, what's, why is the studio going to take so long? What's the, is it an acclimation period for me? Not necessarily. So, But I'll, I'll, we'll probably tell people this a few times before we go off the air and before we come back on. Mm-hmm. But here's the gist. We move into our new offices over the next two weeks, roughly. Mm -hmm. The studio requires more work than just walking in, right? I've been over there. You've been over there with me. Ishmael's been over there. We've been specking some stuff. they got to hang monitors. we got to do wiring. we got to set up all the lights, everything, and then test it. We know this looks easy, but like in between Max and I presently is like a bunch of crap. A lot of equipment, and there's going to be even more equipment because we're actually getting a real studio as opposed to two converted offices that work as a studio. I'll miss this place. Right. I won't. Uh, We have to design it once we get in there. We aren't 100% sure on how the lighting will be arranged, and we don't know 100% for sure what swag will be in the studio and what will be part of a shrine in a different part of the office Mm -hmm. to high school football. 
so there's just a lot of, and then you got to do like a couple rehearsals with like audio cables and streaming ability and all that crap. I am confident that when I come back on August 14th from my trip, I should only need about six days to get all that stuff in place and finalized. Right. Uh, there's a chance it won't work that way. But what we're hoping is before I leave for that trip, so end of July, we will have the audio equipment set up so that you can at least continue this as the podcast. Yeah. But the live streaming version of this show probably won't be back until August 20th. Mm-hmm. But the podcast will exist every day still probably, or thereabouts. I don't want to yeah. pin that. You'll, you have to go on vacation too at some point. That's so. true. But uh, that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of the gist. Vince Young's trophy will be in the studio still. Oh, don't you uh, worry about this little puppy. Yeah. Uh, Kylan, some some guy named Kylan Spears says he won't miss this studio either. We haven't really let him in it. So Kylan is our intern. He apparently has strep throat. Apparently. Strep throat, allegedly. Uh, I'm not sure. Brent Homan is pointing out the low lighting on your side. It's not a real studio. No, I'm just the yeah. Prince of Darkness. You are the Prince of Darkness. But it, it really is. If it's not sunny out, you always look so much darker. I know. Because there are windows on that side of the room. By, by That won't matter in this new studio. No, there or are shouldn't. a ton of windows and a ton of lighting uh, in that. And then to end on the weirdest possible note, because... Why not? Right. Tony Blaylock says it's National Clarahue Day. I don't know what that is. A Clarahue is a whimsical four-line biographical poem. The first line is the name of the poem's subject. The rhyme scheme is A-A-B-B, and the rhymes are often forced. The line length and meter are irregular, and he has a poem for you. I am so here for it. Greg Tepper, Texas football reporter, his mediocre internet show, his producer is better, although. That's not very whimsical. Yeah. That just I seems mean to me. I don't know. You like it. You know, the fun thing about the new studio, too, and the new headquarters in general, though, is it's going to be a lot bigger. It's going to be a lot more welcoming. If anyone ever wants to come by and actually see what we're doing, it'll look pretty cool. What we need to do, I'm, I've, I've told you this before, yeah. we need to get, like, stands so people yeah. can watch from outside the studio. I know. We were, we were talking about that. We had someone suggest that in the comments that we needed to get, like, stadium bleachers, like bleachers. outside the studio to watch. Why not, right? Yeah. There's actually room for it. And the other thing, too, with the new studio is there's going to be way more than just two or three cameras. So you'll actually be able to see the studio for once uh, and how it's arranged, which I'm pretty excited about because yeah. it'll, it'll be a little bit less boring show, I hope. It'll be fun. Anyway. There you go. So that's kind of your just. We'll talk about it a little bit more. As we get closer, but, you know, I want you guys to all be in the loop because uh, if you've heard this once or twice, it means you're a loyal viewer or listener, and we really appreciate it, and it's getting more fun with every episode. So. It is. Max is even having fun at this point. That's not true. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, more and more chunks get taken out of your Player of the Year trophy every single day, <laughs> and we're about to move. Please commit your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.